Chapter 23 A Three-Year Manhunt What was expected to be a quick capture or kill mission ended up being a relentless manhunt around the world. It ended up taking over three years. All the while, the prophets continued to call down plagues and peril upon the earth. They forced all the bodies of natural water to dry up. They stopped the rain for months at a time. The empire exhausted troops and resources, fighting a vicious water war to quench the thirst of the empire. Although the prophets appeared in public nearly every day to witness, prophesize, and encourage sinners to repent, every time imperial forces arrived on scene, the two men would vanish. The FWE pursued them all over the world. And the prophets always showed and the reports always showed the two prophets were traveling on foot. While there were millions of CCTV cameras, the Empire could never get a clear picture of the prophets. Azrael was losing patience. How can this be how can it be this difficult to find these guys? He grumbled from his command chair of the Whore of Babylon. We have every resource in the world on these two, he insisted. The U.S. had every resource looking for Osama bin Laden, and it took them over ten years, Yasmin replied. Yasmin, I will nuke the entire world before I search for these jerk-offs for ten years, Azrael growled. He was serious. You sound hangry. Did you eat? Yasmin asked, handing him a chewy granola bar from her battle bag. He glared at her, then he snatched it from her hands and ate it ravenously. You feel better now? She asked in a baby voice. He glared at her again. Yes, thank you, he told her. I need you to contact 009. She's the agent that got us Duke Peddington, he said. How and where is Duke, by the way? I never got to kill him, Azriel said with disappointment. We lost track of Duke after the attack. Yasmin confessed. After this is over, we'll put him on a cross too, she promised. Calling 009 right now, she told Asriel. Thanks, number two, he said, calling her the second in command. Hey, Kendra. Yeah, this is Yasmin. Another day in paradise. How are you? She said into her phone. I'm sorry to hear that. The toilet on your mega yacht is clogged. I see. Rich people's problems. Yasmin fake laughed over the phone. Yes, the world is going to hell. Yep, that's exactly what this call is about. She continued. Name your price. She waited a moment and nodded to herself. Consider it done, Yasmin said. Yasmin sent the equivalent of a hundred million dollars in Bitcoin to 009's private address. Did you get it? Great. Yep, the Lightning Network is fast as fuck, Yasmin said over the line. She was silent for a while. She listened to the voice on the phone. Okay, standing by, she said and waited in silence for two minutes. Wow, that was fast. Jerusalem, are you sure? Standing by for confirmation and for further payment. Talk to you in a bit, she said before killing the call. So, Azrael asked, folding his fingers in anticipation. There in the region, formerly known as Israel, Yasmin said, Been there, done that, Azrael said. 
How did you obtain this information? And so fast for that matter, he inquired. It costs a hundred bitcoins, she stated. A hundred million? Are you kidding me? What for, he asked, vexed. Two minutes on a GQC, she said, referring to the global quantum computer. It wasn't actually a quantum computer, but it had nearly endless computer computational power. For a small price, node operators around the world rented out their CPUs and GPUs for their devices. The collective cache of computer power could be used to mine cryptocurrencies, conduct brute force attacks, to bypass passwords and credentials, and run sophisticated calculations and simulations, or to cross-reference pictures with live TV coverage across the globe, among other use cases. What exactly did she do on the GQC? Asriel asked, noting the hefty expense. She ran the pictures of the two men were searching for against every CCTV camera and cell phone camera connected to the internet. That's over 9 billion data points, she mentioned. Our query popped up in Jerusalem in some kid's selfie. Here, she said, showing him the picture. These are the, accord- these are the coordinates, she pointed to the map. Set sail, Azrael commanded, and they headed to their destination. The sun was shining through the smoggy orange clouds. The horrid Babylon blocked out the sun, and the shadow of the hovering plane lingered over Jerusalem. Brother, the time has come that we conclude our testimony, the man with the staff said to the other. The hour is near. Pray with me before our aggressors descend upon us, the man beckoned. The two men knelt together outside of God's temple and recited the Lord's Prayer. The sky grew darker as the horror of Babylon edged closer to the location of the prophets. She hovered over the courtyard of God's temple as Azrael and his battle bots fast roped to the ground. So it ends where it started, Azrael said as his boots hit the ground. Very impressive evasion tactics. How did you do it? Azrael questioned. Invisibility cloaks? He fathomed aloud. The man with the staff spoke. The Lord permitted us to witness and prophesize for 1260 days without interference as the scriptures proclaim, he said bluntly. Indeed, 1260 days has eclipsed. You said it yourself. Today's the day you die, Azrael told the prophet. Will you come peacefully or must we destroy you here? Azrael asked the two men. Apollyon was on deck, ready to strike them down. I wish you no harm, the man with the staff said passively. But I cannot speak for my brother, he said, stepping out of the way abruptly. Before the man with the golden mouth of flames could part his lips, Apollyon stepped forward with his bright blue eyes ablaze. He lasered him horizontally across the man's chest. As the prophet groaned in pain, the light nearly escaped his mouth. Apollyon quickly lasered him vertically, splitting his head to crotch. As the light flew out of the prophet as Apollyon leapt back, the dangerous prophet was seared with the sign of the cross. The man's body split into pieces and fell to the floor. Apollyon cautiously confirmed the kill as he scanned the cadaver from a distance. Then he unceremoniously kicked the charred body parts into the street. Jaquin, the prophet with the staff cried to the remains of his dead brother in Christ. The man with the staff showed no further signs of dismay. He compliantly entered the custody of the First World Empire. 
There was a formally, formality discussing his crimes, but there was no trial. The world beckoned for his blood, and Azrael intended to give it to them. Live. Peace, world. Azrael addressed the camera, broadcasting live across the globe. Three years ago, this man, Elijah, Amayad, and his brother in Christ, Jakim Shami, came to this very stage. He pointed to the prophet, who was bound to the large plastic pole. They spoke all types of threats and left me disfigured and in a coma for over a year. Azrael reminded the audience. Shortly after, all the things they threatened came to pass, this man said, that he and his brother were prophets, and they speak and work for their Lord Yahweh Christ. What type of God sends men to poison and terrorize his fellow man with plagues and pestilence, he asked rhetorically. I've had many attacks on my life. From people claiming, I'm the Antichrist, he explained. I used to deny it, because I didn't believe in Yahweh, let alone the devil, Azrael told the world. But now, after meeting this man and his brother, who unfortunately died in action, Azrael pointed backwards to the captive on the pole, and witnessing the many perils and blights brought forth in his name? Shit. Azrael elongated the profanity. I believe in Yadava, but I believe Yadava is the devil. On that notion, I will be your antichrist, the emperor said. I will fight this oppressive force that attempts to lay waste to our planet. I will purge the world of Christians and crucify Yadava Christ himself if he dares set foot in my dominion to die again. He blasphemed. The crowd cheered. I know, this is an empire. I'm supposed to be all totalitarian and whatnot. But I figured, why not try democracy? Just for a little. Let's vote, Azrael said. For those of you watching at home, please text yay or nay if you would like to let the prophet go free, he spoke. Azrael knew the entire world wanted to see the prophet's blood. He was teasing and putting on a show. The polls are in. It looks like 98% said nay. They do not want to let you go, he said into the mic, but facing the prisoners. What's this? 2% voted yay? They want to see you set free, he continued. Behind the scenes, the IP addresses of the yays were being tracked by the FWE, and the voters were apprehended and crucified. Unfortunately, the nays outweigh the yays, and you will be dying by crucifixion. Azrael explained dispassionately. After all, pain and after all the pain and suffering you and your brother caused, it's only fair we have some foreplay. Azrael smiled. I was just going to go up there and whip him thirty-nine times, like Yadava with the wicked cat of nine tails. But I figured, why not get a few volunteers? Can I get two, please? Azrael asked. A wave of hands arose from the audience. He pointed to two individuals, and they, they went ahead to the stage. You get 20 licks, and you get 19, he said, pointing to the second volunteer. Any more than 39 would most likely kill him. Got it? He asked the volunteers. They nodded in affirmation. Azrael handed the boy the cat of nine tails, and he lashed out the prophet with all his might. The whip had jagged pieces of plastic that ripped away at the flesh on his back like an angry kitty. 
The prophet grasped as gasps as the lashes cracked and stripped his back of meat and flesh. This is for Mama, the boy yelled as his face turned red with rage. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, the prophet enduring the beating for Christ said. And this is for my sister, he lashed at the man again. This is for my school teacher. The boy could have easily finished the 19 lashes, but Azrael intervened. This is for everyone you took from me, he screamed. Great job, kid. He patted him on the back and reached for the whip. The boy was reluctant to relinquish the whip and he was, as he was entrenched in his rage. Azrael eventually snatched the cat of nine tails and gave it to the next contestant. Have fun, go get some, he told the beautiful young lady with the strawberry, with the strawberry hair. She didn't cry out like the boy, she handled her business in silence before returning the whip to Azrael. The heap of a man that was a prophet lay bloody against the pillow, holding him up. He groaned softly, his prayers were murmurs. That was entertaining, right? He asked the cameras, linking him to the global audience. And now, the main event, Azrael said. The prophet was removed from the pillars by two battlebots. He could barely stand on his own. The robots laid him down on a large cross in the center of the stage. The man didn't struggle or protest. The robots nailed his hands to the crucifix. The prophet gasped from the pain. They nailed his legs next. The blood poured from the wounds. And all the while, the hovering drone camera filmed the process live. The robots also zip-tied the man to the cross. The nails were just for show. They weren't effective at holding him to the plastic cross. After he was secured, the robots lifted the cross and placed it into the platform to stand erect. The world cheered as the prophet died slowly on the plastic cross. Azrael did not have to break his legs. The flogging made the prophet weak. He drifted in and out of consciousness for nearly an hour, and then he uttered his last words. It would be better to die here on the cross with me than to live in the days to come. Repent for the hour of the Lord is nigh. He managed to speak before his chin touched his chest. The crowd demanded the prophet's head, and Azrael gave them and Azrael gave them to the murderous mob. Azrael demand the crowd demanded the prophet's heads, and Azrael gave them to the murderous mob, threatening to siege the city. He also offered the bodies to the mob to kick around and take selfies with. It was a joyous event for the world. Who was the emperor to deny their request?